Welcome out there to another awesome and riveting episode in studio of the Album Argument Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. And we are so happy to have you with us today. Yes, we are back in studio. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year. We, we found time to get together. Yeah, we're actually back together. So thank you for everyone for your uh, kindness over the last few weeks. We did a few shows online and thanks to technology we can do that but yeah yes. our, our schedules are opening up just a little bit however i i do have to applaud you jeremy because you are actually a very skilled audio person that you did a good job of trying to make it sound like we were together even though we weren't i mean I like, there's so many podcasts out there and that's not to dog on other podcasts but there's so many podcasts out there where people are remote or in different locations and you can totally tell but uh, I feel like with you, you did a good job of like leveling things out and trying to make it sound like we were together. So I, I applaud you on that. Yeah, I, I don't want to say that this is the best sounding podcast ever. It, it is. But I... I'll say it. I do want to make sure as you all out there, or y'all as we say down here. Y'all. Are listening, you know, it, it doesn't sound like we're at the other side of the room. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes when you listen to other podcasts... I, it, it, or just radio or something. Oh, and, yeah. and nowadays yeah. with like CNN, people get interviewed or the news. And now it's just accepted that somebody's on the other side of the room, yep. their laptop, and it's just, that's okay. But no, that's not okay. No, it's not. So for audio people, no, it's not acceptable for audio people. So I'm just trying to make sure that we're giving you the best product possible. Totally. And um, I enjoy doing it. So um, anyways. There we go. Quick plug if anybody wants to. You know, hire Jeremy a job or something, but that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you have any audio needs, please hook up Jeremy. He, he will, he will make you sound professional and perfect. Yeah. There's, there's also great tools and, uh, software and effects that can help with this. But, um, how was your uh, holidays and new years? It was great. You know, I can't complain, uh, spending time with the kids and just enjoying it and family. Yeah. You know, my kids are getting older. But it's still fun. Christmas Day is still fun. They looked up from their devices <laughs> for about two seconds. <laughs> we're we're getting we're kind of getting into that. You know, yeah. our our kids have like a tablet, a Kindle Fire that yeah. they can play some games on, and educational games too. Of course, but uh, but yeah, when you say, okay, what do you want for dinner? Uh, uh, but this is a sign of things to come. Speaking of educational games, do you do you remember like Oregon Trail? Yeah, back yeah. in the day, did did you have a game, an educational game that you really loved playing at school? Because you and I went to the same elementary school. I remember one called Number Munchers. I don't and remember I that. Loved it, and it was this little green creature, and he would jump down to different areas and on the numbers and stuff. It was really cool. I think I just remember Oregon Trail. Uh, it, That's a it's, good one. It's crazy to think nowadays. That we had a computer lab and you would go there <laughs> yeah. and you'd practice typing and I could never type as fast as I needed to or whatever. But anyways, <laughs> if you finished early, then you got to play a game. That's so right. all I remember was Oregon Trail. There you go. Well, we'll, t- we'll take that. Anyways. Let us know what your favorite educational <laughs> game was out Sorry, there. Sorry, <laughs> it's been a while since we've been in studio with each I know, other. So I we're just you. catching up. So anyways, but I wonder... What's next in this podcast? Hmm, good lead in as we talk about Chevelle's sophomore album. A lot of people think it's their debut album. It's actually their sophomore album, but first major release album. I wonder what's next. Released on October 8th of 2002 on Epic Records. So yes, Jeremy, it falls into that 
that wheelhouse of me of 2000 to 2003, you know, yeah. where all the my picks come from. Your formative years. My formative years. Uh, Chevelle consists of the Luffler Brothers, if I'd probably saying their last name wrong, with Pete on guitar and vocals, Joe, the youngest, on bass, and Sam, the elder statesman, on drums. Bam. Nice. Yeah, so they're all, all brothers. All brothers. Wow. Now, it's now down. It's it's interesting because not after this album, but after the next one, uh, Joe was either, he either quit the band or he was kicked out of the band. There's differing stories, which makes for a really fun Thanksgiving uh, I was about topic. to say holidays. Yeah. yeah. What, how, how are those holidays? Exactly. And then they brought in their, um, their brother-in-law from, I, I guess their sister married a guy and they brought him in and he played bass for years and years and years. And he just recently left. So now it's just down to Pete and Sam. Gotcha. And they're just, you know, but it's always been a family project in a nice. way. Nice. I did not know that. Okay. And cool. the, the band got their name actually uh, off the top of my head. If I remember correctly, the band got their name from their dad who was restoring an old Chevelle, uh, I believe. So I, I could be wrong on that, but hey, there you go. That's a cool name. It I, is. I'll it is a cool name. And as a non-car enthusiast that I am, I had no idea for years that there was actually a car called Chevelle. It kind of sounds, I mean, Chevrolet, it sounds like it, but I, I'm right there with yeah. you. Yeah. The album was produced by Garth Richardson, and we've discussed him before, or just uh, Garth Richardson. Uh, it had three singles, including The Red, Send the Pain Below, and Closure. Now, what's really interesting about this album is there's a, a Pro Tools editor that was a part of this record. His name is Ben Kaplan, or is Ben Kaplan, and he added these like special effects sounds into some of the songs. And the band was not really feeling it at the time until like until it was presented as like atmosphere and like, hey, okay, like feel this here. And they allowed it to go through. And I have to say, I actually really love that. Uh, it's it, it adds a little bit of theatrics to the music. And, and I find that to be quite enjoyable in, in certain songs. So I, I have to applaud Mr. Kaplan there. Like, way to go. Like, you know, going out there on a limb. It's funny, though, not to, sorry to jump in, but a Pro Tools editor, like er, nowadays, yeah, it's all it's that. A, yeah. But at that time, you know. It, <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal to be able to edit and slice and add in that kind of. Would you say it's like the industrial side oh, yeah. of it too? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what totally. I hear. So it's cool. What's interesting is Chevelle's first record is titled Point Number One, and it was actually released on a Christian label called Squint Records. Uh, it was produced by Steve Albini of Nirvana fame, you know, in utero. Uh, but the band was not very happy with the sound that they got out of it, which in reading interviews that they've done since then, I've, I've kind of been like, well, what'd you expect? Like, they wanted this proper clear sound and it's like that's not your guy that's not what steve albini's about like you should have known that going into it but hey you know they they, they got that sound that they wanted with garth richardson so applaud, i applaud them there even though i still would love to work with steve albini i think that would be awesome yeah i think also maybe what is this 2002 yeah. so that was kind of not a transition year or time but that was kind of coming out of the sound of the 90s yeah. And then going into whatever would be like a Jimmy World, Papa Roach yep. type, you know that that next le that next sound of rock. So I think the they had the foresight, the producer, to kind of add in these sounds, and maybe totally. maybe the band too wanted to go that route. So it's cool; it makes sense now nowadays. Oh, yeah. But maybe looking back, it would have been like, no, but this is the sound we have to do. Anyways, oh yeah. Now this album is actually what 
jump-started the career for the band, and they are still going strong, releasing several records. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I own every single one of them. I love this band. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just really enjoy the music. I like the vocals, the sounds. Anyways, this this album, selling 2 million records, really jump-started the band, especially with the singles The Red, getting them off the ground. Uh, but interestingly enough, it wasn't the red that went to number one on the modern rock tracks for Billboard. It was the next single, Send the Pain Below. Now, on top of that, they toured with bands like Local H, Audio Slave, Stone Sour, and were on Ozfest and Music as a Weapon tour, which is with, I think, Disturbed, I believe. Uh, yeah. Ozfest. That one, it's not surprising, but surprising yeah in a way uh, yeah. i think they fit but they don't fit yeah yeah that's a good way of putting it it's yeah <laughs> i guess they were they were probably like an opening act for that yeah okay i could see yeah. that cool so now that i've blabbled on for a lot i want to turn it over to you jeremy dudman jay what did you think of wonder what's next by chevelle 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 right if we want to put it in the same uh list of other previous artists that we've talked about but um no it's 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 modern rock. It's a modern rock staple, let's say, right? So it's hard to listen to radio and not hear Chevelle. Yeah. Or maybe even at this point, walking around a mall or something. You're going to hear. You're going to hear a Chevelle song or two. As I think about it, they how many singles have they had after this album? They've had plenty of other singles that have come out after uh, this record uh, from other very successful albums. They've sold millions of records. Uh, but this was definitely their most popular album still to date, even though I, in my opinion, and I'll discuss this later on, I feel like as they've grown as a band, their catalog has gotten much stronger than what it is here. However, I chose this one because it is the most popular one. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize. It could just be me being naive about the band. You know, when I think of Chevelle, I think of these songs. Oh, and no, probably yeah. most people, right? So oh, sorry yeah. when I say have they had singles since then. But when you listen to the radio, at least yep. rock radio, they're still going to go back to the heyday Correct. of the band. So I apologize, Chevelle fans. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, so I, I, that's a long way of getting to, yes, I've heard of this. I've never really listened to the album. Uh, I remember you listening to it. I think I remember our friends, you know, we were listening to it yeah. at the time. Remember um, our buddy Paul. Yeah, he really it as liked well. it. I think at the time too, it kind of really went with Muse, or maybe Muse is right after this. Yeah, I think Muse. I could see them really together. became popular after, yeah. like slightly after this. Yeah. So I could see maybe them on tour together. So yeah, I, I like the sound in general. Um, thank you for giving me the album. Nice. I don't know if it's an album that I will purchase. I will probably not purchase. Likely okay. not purchase. Right, I'll just say that you're wrong on that. But it's, you know, it's whatever. It's nice to listen to. I think some of the songs, like most, mostly the red, has that radio effect yes. that I just cannot listen to it. Yeah, uh, I'll be the first one to tell you that the red is not the strongest song on this record. It, it it did its job of getting the band noticed, but overall, like it's not the strong song yeah. on the record. And it, it's nice. It's heavy. It's but it's got a little bit of melodic. Yeah, you know he he sings. Uh, for the time, I'm thinking, you know, like coming out of, or in corn and Limp Biscuit and those like really heavy, like new metal. Yeah. Right. That when I said Ozfest before, I was surprised mm -hmm. because, okay, it kind of goes with that. It's heavy, but he has these, you know, kind of major sounding, happier sounding notes. He'll hold out. Yeah. Sorry, what's the singer's name? Pete. Pete. Pete will hold out those notes and, you know, it's, it's very major and more uplifting sounding than just the, uh, just. Oh, yeah. Heavy totally. In your face screaming. 
On that note, though, it's a little too much. It's a little too throaty for me, singing wise. Gotcha. I apologize. And the music, it gets a little. Um, I'm going to throw this back at you because you said this to me in some uh, previous podcasts. I think the weaker things you thought mm-hmm. it's a little too math rock. And I think some of this, the rhythms are a little too math hardcore. Like, I like the just straight up Chevelle. So I'll just go ahead and say, like, my favorite song on the album is not that, and that's why. Gotcha. Because it's a little bit more straight rock, and it's got the major line. So I like his vocals. I like the sound. I like the idea. I just don't like this, that that area of Chevelle. And when I heard some later Chevelle, that's what I hear them going into. Yeah. And I just don't like that. I kind of like the first album and maybe some of this. And just the, I hate to say, the more alternative, lighter side of them. And see, I find that as they have progressed as a band, they have gotten technically better Like Pete has understood his instrument better. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Unfortunately, sometimes when you record an album, you're only as good as your weakest player. And it's the same way with sports teams at times, you know, like you have that one really weak player on your team and that can bring you down or your conference. If you're a football fan. Oh, let's not go there. (laughs) As we know, Jay went to FSU. Sorry. Sorry to jump in. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, but to say, uh, I love this album and I love the albums that this person recorded on. I feel like together as a band, they got better after Joe left. They, they, they progressed because they were able to do more things. Cause he, if you listen to the bass lines, the bass lines on this record are not very difficult. You know, they're very standard. They're very, uh, you know, playing that root note. It's not difficult at all, but as the, uh, as as Dean came in, who was the the replacement player, the the music started to progress a little bit more and, and become a little bit more challenging. And I love that. I love the simplicity of these albums, but I also love the later half of their career where they got a little bit more technical. So, gotcha. It's just yeah, it's that the new metal side of things. I, gotcha. I just have never gotten into it. It's like Papa Roach. No, I understand. It's. Um, Muse has it a little bit, but Muse is not like that. But like Biffy Clyro had a little bit yeah, of that they have too. A little bit. But in any of that early two thousands, and it yeah. still held, held through, like Breaking Benjamin and Oof, no, a lot of that. I it, it just all <laughs> sounds together. It's a little too. I'll say this sounds old sounding. It's a little too angry. No, I got you. It's a, but got it's you. more throaty, like for Pete when yes. he just sings the throat. Yes. I like his nice sung vocals. Just the he does. He has very the, good sung vocals. Yeah. That just isn't. Me. But anyway. <laughs> Wait, one more time. What was that? <laughs> the hardcore side of things. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, somebody's laughing. I'll be at the me first right one to to argue. Like I, I I think new metal is a very touchy genre. Uh I think there was some really great bands there, and I think that there was unfortunately a lot of really crappy bands that kind of brought it down and gave it this negative edge. Uh, you'll see, I don't know if you've, you've been paying attention to the current, you know, rock scene, but new metal is starting to come back oh. a little bit, but in a better way. Um, so well, there's I, one that we kind of disagree on. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> your, your turnstile from last year. Right? Yeah. I love that. And I it's still, wonderful. I, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's very, as much as the, uh, that turnstile, uh, record and turnstile very much as a hardcore band, they also have a lot of new metal influence. And I love it on that record, Glow On. But anyways, that's that's going down a different path. It's also the production, too. Like, okay, this sounds good, and but I like the Steve Albini sound. I like this sound in a way. Yeah. But a lot of the new metal just gets into 
sorry to compare it to something we were joking about before, but Nickelback. <laughs> so I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. It's a little too processed, clean, perfected. Maybe that industrial sound is kind yeah. of cool, but it's a little too pristine in that the, a that little is very like true. for metal, like a uh, Metallica or something, any other metal, like that's all pristine too. And yeah. I have problems with that too. It's all sampled for those that don't do any production. You know, a lot of the drummers, everybody does this, but I feel like in metal and new metal, mm-hmm. it's over the top. And, oh, that, yeah. you know, every kick drum sounds exact. Every hit is perfectly the same. Yep. Every snare. And around this time, it wasn't as much, but definitely nowadays. That's why a lot of the newer, you know, these bands that hold on, even a Smashing Pumpkins, uh, anybody. It just, it sounds weird in today's time because it's too perfect. Yeah. And that's why, like, going back to, like, the Foo Fighters, it's 10 years old now, but when they did to tape, mm-hmm. um, I can't, what? what so Wasting Light? Wasting Light, thank yeah. you. Wasting Light, forgetting my own album. Like, that was, like, perfect, Yeah, but not. Yeah. No, so I, I feel you. That's, uh, in rock, it's just a little weird when it's perfect. Now, I admit, hey, my job is to make you sound perfect, and we're going to clean it all up. But then when everything is, and it's just a little too much. So that's this album. I don't like those parts of the album. But, I mean, Comfortable Liar, getting into what I do like. Send the Pain Below, Closure, The Red. I mean, they're still good songs. I still like the songs. I almost think that the album could start at Don't Fake This Mm -hmm. and be a little better. Like less, less hits. Like if you don't want to... Listen through something and get that radio effect. Yeah. Start at track seven, don't fake this into forfeit. Grab thy hand is not my favorite, but it's still cool. Yeah. An evening with El Diablo is really cool. And then One Lonely Visitor is kind of a totally different closer. It's totally different off the wall. And it wasn't recorded with like the in the studio. It was recorded at home. Oh, nice. Nice. They so did they did a version in the studio and they didn't like it. They're like, man, it's too, you know. Sometimes perfection is not the best. Yeah. Based on you know, well, if I, if I can put it in there, yeah, my favorite Chevelle record is still point number one. Their very first one, I believe, was 1999 is when it came out, and I love it because of how dirty and raw it is. Yeah, and I've oftentimes have wished that the next album they have coming out will go back to that, or the next one they have coming out will go back to that. But now we'll talk next week about an album that's around from this era, yeah, that actually has a big problem because of the quality. Gotcha. So I'm I agree. not saying that raw is always good. And it's not raw, but there's the the Red Hot Chili Peppers album we'll talk yeah. about next week. There's a big big quality issue with yes, that. There so is. Um, I'm not saying you know that everything needs to be raw and indie, but anyways, nope. um, going with uh, the song that I think I will listen to. I actually really like. So I I understand why like send the pain below and the red yeah are hits mm-hmm. right. Um, so those might be let's say the better songs just for everybody else that's fine but i'm just going to go a little different i think i've done this a few times on the podcast i really like track 10 an evening with el diablo nice good it starts with the bass it builds throughout the song it doesn't really change all that much if you have if i have a problem with it you know it's it there's not much of a progression it's pretty much the same thing yeah but as i talked about joe not being the strongest player this in my opinion is his strongest performance on this album so i i love that you picked it
I love that right there. Yeah. The, 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 the. Yeah. I, so I dig it. It starts, you know, bass. Of course, bass is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it builds, as I mentioned. But then he, he's got that that held out. Pete's holding yeah. that. It's Chevelle when he's da 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 da. Yep. And you're right. His vocals are are beautiful there when he's yeah. not like raw. Yeah. So I just like that. And there's not too much of that kind of mathy mm-hmm. new wave. Um, I mean, on the other side, I do like <laughs> uh, maybe uh, honorable mentions uh, would be like forfeit. Mm-hmm. So you were saying yeah. that before. That's how I knew it because I like I kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, it's done. a good song. Uh, it has like a, a mathy. It's got a cool rhythm. Let's I like hear, that. Let's hear a little bit of forfeit. You, you might enjoy this. I find myself whenever I'm playing guitar, like when I put the guitar on, I turn the amp on. That's usually the first song I start playing for some weird oh, reason. Oh, nice. That, for some reason right now, it. Um, I, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a simple, it's a cool, mm-hmm. memorable rhythm, kind of simple on the chord progression, oh, yeah. but it's kind of like, um, what's the Green Day song? Brain that's, Stew and Brain Jaded. Stew, yeah. So it's very rhythmically catchy. Yeah. Simple, but rhythmically catchy. Hey, simplicity is golden. Yeah, so I think that's really cool. Um, I will admit, just as a whole, I think I like this album the more I listen to it. Oh, so I'll admit at the beginning, all right, all right. like the first track, Family System, I was like, uh, I, I, it's not a, it's not a strong opener. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. Uncomfortable Liar's cool. I was like, okay, now I get the hits. So mm-hmm. as I, it took me a while, I had to kind of force myself no, just I to gotcha. be brutally honest. But then I kind of started finding this. I've found this on a few other albums. Oh, I wish if I just start here yeah. it's okay so like i said start at track seven if you don't want to hear the hits um <laughs> because taking me into the song that i just don't like i'm sure you can go ahead guess which one it. it is say it because i said start at track seven because track six the title track wonder what's next is that kind of uh, there's not quite a melody in there it's kind of mathy um uh, it's probably cool live um, it's, it's heavy. It's probably cool live, but it's not for me. You're looking at me. I like this that we're in person. Like you're, you're thinking I'm crazy or you agree with me. I will go ahead and just show you my notes right now. We're song. What's it say? Oh, wonder what's next. Yep. <laughs> we did it again. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like, we, we talked about the music was playing about the, the opening riff being really cool and like the, the opening stuff being really awesome, but yeah, you're right. The song lacks a lot. It, it doesn't have like an overarching melody type, you know, going on. And what it does have is a bunch of whining. And that's what I do not like about this song. The, the, for, for first off, it's your title track. So you're bringing extra attention to it because of that. Secondly, you're complaining about the music industry, an industry that you are a part of, that you are profiting off of, be it a lot of money or a little bit of money. If, you know, I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast before. We as musicians, we write music for ourselves 
But if we're going to turn around and release it or make this our career, we have to be open and understanding to criticisms coming from you know listeners or album companies, people that are investing in you to sell records. You know they have a right to stand up and say something, and if you don't like that, do not go with them. You know, and like it's. If you, if those bands that are like, oh, I wrote this music for myself, blah, blah, blah. Then why did you release it? Then then keep it for yourself. I have stuff that I've written and recorded that is just for me. That's fine. I have stuff that I've written and recorded that I've released and it's out there. That's but, fine. But they could also, I, I guess I see their point maybe in a different light, just saying, okay, they do have to make a living. True. I so get that. So if somebody criticizes them, they're, you know, an easy comeback could just be, well, I didn't write this for you. I wrote this for me. True. And so I could see that in that light. I get that to a degree. So, I, I mean, again, this is like, you know, it's right on a soapbox, you know, whatever. This, to me, this song does not help this album at all. And it should have been left off. And it's just, it's it's a garbage song. I do not like it aside from like the cool rhythm, you know, that's there. Or the yeah. riff. It's it's the It's got the industrial. The opening is is actually kind of okay. We were talking about um, while we were listening, but after that, yeah, it's just not much, not not the vocal, not the part of Chevelle that I like, that I yeah, mentioned, exactly. you know, that, that my complaint about, or the things that I do like and things that I don't like, it just has all the things that I don't like yeah. no, I and not you. enough of what I do like of Chevelle and Pete's vocals. So, uh, but thank you for sharing it. I mean, I think <laughs> if I start at track seven again, after Wonder What's Next, um, you oh, have mentioned man. other albums too, where they don't have, the title track on the album. I can't remember. There was one in particular, like the title track didn't even make it. Oh, that was the crossing big country. Oh, yeah. Fighters had his color in the shape. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it could have happened. It could have been a B side yep. and, uh, or they just like the term, you know, wonder what's next. So, it's a cool album title. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure they're making a lot of money off this album still. So I applaud oh, yeah. them for that. So thanks for sharing it again. It's not for me necessarily, but I will, uh, if I, you know, add songs to a playlist as the cool kids do, I would listen to my favorite pick. There you evening go. With El Diablo. You know, and I'll accept that. That's awesome. I like that song. It's a good song. It could have been the closer. It could have been one lonely visitor. Uh, it, I think it's cool on there. Yeah, I think it's cool. I, I think it's, it's different, yeah, but it works for it you. It works and it's different. So, um, moving on to what my pick is, since now we've got, see, we both disagree. I'm no th- chairs. We I, we're together and we can throw chairs. Yeah, you know, we're not oh, throwing yeah. chairs. Jeez. Maybe we need to work week. on this. Uh, yeah, we yeah, probably will be next week. Uh, let's see my favorite song on here. Again, I talked about like, uh, Ben Kaplan and him adding sound effects into songs and how it is a little bit different. It's a little bit weird, but it works in certain cases. And in my opinion, the, the best song on this album is actually closure. Um, I love the juxtaposition, the soft, the hard, the, the quiet, the, the angry, the, whatever you want to, I mean, there's so much going on in this song and then leading up to this massive breakdown at the end where there's this, like this literal boom that happens that you feel like it's the bass, but it's not, it's an added sound effect. And there's this boom. It's like this glass shattering at the same time. And it just adds to the emotion of the song, like something inside of you is breaking and bursting. And I feel like that that theatrically added to the song. And I love it. I love Closure. I think it is one of the best Chevelle songs ever written.
I yeah. love it. Yeah, I think uh, the chorus, it's it's good. It's it's good Chevelle. I it agree. Is. Yeah, it's a good song. And I know it's got some of the gravelly scream in there. That, a little but bit's I, okay. I love it because uh, I'll tell you really quickly, uh, I went through something recently and I kept there's something that pulled me to this song. And that's one of the reasons why I brought this album up to you is because I kept thinking of the song Closure in my head and I would play it in the truck as I'm driving home frustrated. And I'm like, closure has come like this is great i can actually move on and then that little outburst there of the 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 frustration the breaking the boom it like i don't know it just it brought me closure and it was good i I feel like if it can help me in that way maybe it can help somebody else i don't know yeah no i I can see how a lot of people would relate to you know you you're uh music of the style and you know the throatiness and you just want to scream and things like that i mean it's it's not for me necessarily i kind of want if I'm down, I want just kind of more upbeat and just not dance music, but, you know, maybe like a Tegan and Sarah gotcha. or something like that. Or, you gotcha. know, I, hey, I listen to rock music, too. There's certain songs you're like, all right, that gets me. But um, I that's that's I just everybody to each their own. But I could see, no, it's a cool song. I like it. And it's kind of a quieter, slower song mm-hmm. in a way. So it's interesting because Chevelle, I always think of like a really big heavy band. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good pick. I love it. Uh, the video for it's cool. It's like a live video. This song wasn't as popular as the other singles, and that's okay. Uh, but overall, I think this is a solid record. I think it's one that people need to hear and listen to again because my guess is that most, as you've said, most people probably only focused on the two singles, Send the Pain Below and The Red, and not really giving the rest of the album a shot. I hope you out there give the album a shot and give it a listen to. Uh, I understand that you're not going to buy it, and that's fine. You're wrong, whatever, but at least we agree on what the worst song is. No, I think everybody should listen to it, too, because there's some other songs on here, and there's some that cool sounds um, that, um, yeah, yeah, thanks. Yeah. And uh, for no, everybody else, it. don't forget, just start at track seven, and you're good. <laughs> All right, everybody out there, please make sure you go to thealbumargument.com. Also, check out Jay's Spotify playlist and his little link tree thingamabobber that Tells you where all of us are, where you can find us for things, I guess. Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it just, it's a link aggregator that has all of our links to the website and to the podcast. There we go. All of that. And you can message us that way. Yeah, yeah. We've been getting messages through, which is really yes, cool, thank actually. Thank you very much out there. Uh, let's see. That's it for me. Next week, we're going to be talking about Red Hot Chili Peppers and... Californication. Californication. I was going. I was trying to think of like, can I can I sing it like Anthony Kiedis or I can't rap it? No, I'll just say Californication. Californication. All right. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jeremy. Thank you so much, Deuces. We are out. <laughs>